1: Hockey fans, it's time for Board Check. Impact Media's weekly drive through the neutral zone, across the blue line, double deke. We'll go five-hole backhander. Once again, we're feeling fancy. I'm your host, Jeremy, the Impact York. We have a star-studded, loaded show for you today. Later in the show, we will be joined by KSU Ice Hockey Captain Adrian Pape had a great chat with Adrian, he is an uh, a awesomely fascinating uh, young man, super good dude, and it, it was uh, fantastic getting a chance to have him on the show, I've talked to him a couple times face to face, it was fun to have him on the show, uh, but before we get into that, obviously we have, uh, we have some NHL to talk about, we have some ECHL to talk about, and uh, some other fun things, but first... Not only do I welcome you to the show once again, I want to tell you that if you want to be a part of the show, here are the ways you can do so. You can email the show, 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the blanket email for Impact Media. You can put something hockey-related or board check in the subject line, or I could probably figure it out. But that is the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook, of course, that would be Impact Media, Board Check, Jeremy York, any of those should be able to find us. If you are so inclined to just want to click a link and listen to a show, you can do so by going to two different places on Twitter. That is at Team Impact Media and at Board Check, as Board Check is our only show, our oldest show, and our only show on Impact Media that has its own Twitter account. Yay for them, right? Right. But... You just scroll down the appropriate show you want to listen to. You click on it. There is no cap, and no, I'm not doing that to drive up the numbers. It doesn't matter how many times you click it. Uh, uh, it only shows that you clicked it the first time. So uh, I'm just saying that you guys can listen to it as many times as you want, which we appreciate. If you would like to follow me for show-related things, unshow-related things, and just random stuff, I, I decide to uh, post sometimes, fun things we get into got some things coming up that i think you guys will definitely want to follow to to check out some potential partners and things like that as well but you can do so by following at the impact 99 on twitter triller tiktok and instagram and you can find us anywhere you find a podcast including podcast one the itunes store spotify any of those fun places and we appreciate when you tell us uh how you follow the show Just had a Spotify listener the other day. Let us know. We appreciate you. Now, let's get into some NHL action, and we're going to be talking about the Hurricanes first. The Carolina Hurricanes, who have not had, uh, uh, they've well, they've been doing okay recently. They're they're kind of they're kind of hitting that 500 mark in January, as you know. They started off with a win. And then had uh, three, four losses in a row. Proceeded to win two more and uh, then lost the last one uh, just earlier today in a shootout, which sucks. That's, that's, there's not a better, a worse way to lose in my opinion. But let's start with uh, talking about Tuesday where they took on the New Jersey Devils. They hosted that one in Carolina out in Raleigh. Unfortunately they fell short five to three. Your goals were by Sebastian Aho match match Max Pacioretty, who is on fire since coming back. And uh Kotkiemi. Kachekov gets eighteen saves in the loss. He hit a little bit of a skid, but I feel confident that he's gonna bounce back. And he's gonna get on the run just in time for uh, for Freddie to come back and uh, it, it's all going to work out. Now on Thursday, they were able to right their wrongs recently and win 6-2 to two up in Columbus versus the Blue Jackets. You had Chatfield with a goal, awesome. Brent Burns, my spirit animal, gets a goal. Brett Pesci gets a double. Jar- Seth Jarvis gets a goal. And Jacob Slavin gets one as well. Frederick Anderson. Told you he'd be back. Frederick Anderson. Freddie, Freddie. Freddie A. Gets 21 saves in the victory. And let's see. They also played last night where they hosted the Penguins. They were able to get the victory 2-1 in that one. That is a season sweep of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Take that, said the kid. Although, I call him Sid the Wiz. Remember a couple episodes back? I can't call him Kid anymore because he's like mid-30s. So, Sid the Wiz. Uh, Chatfield continues to be on fire. He gets a goal. And uh, Brady Sky. Isn't that crazy? You beat Pittsburgh by having two defensemen score goals. It's just rolling. Frederick Anderson with 34 saves in the victory on that one. And then as I said, they hosted the Vancouver Canucks. Glad to see the Canucks make the cross-continent journey. Not so glad that they pick up the win in a shootout. But the goals were by Sebastian Aho, Paul Stasny, and Jordan Martinook. Kachetkov gets 29 saves in the losing effort there. So, before we even get into, well, The upcoming schedule for our Hurricanes this Thursday, they will host the Minnesota Wild 7 p.m. puck drop in the Raleigh Dome, as I call it, and the New York Islanders will host our Cane 7.30 on Saturday. The obvious question, Will Freddie Anderson's back, yes. Kachetkov is still here, yes. What's going to happen? Well, what is going to happen is that at some point Kachekov will go back to the AHL, which is the, is that the Wolves? I believe it's the Wolves. At some point, he's going to go back there. i say at some point because as of right now, he's still on the roster. He has not been optioned back. there yet they are keeping three on the roster as anti Ranta uh, is still around as well but at some point Kachetkov will go back to the AHL anti Ranta will continue to be the backup Frederick Anderson will be the starter that's the way you want it because Ranta is your backup Anderson is your starter and Kachetkov is your guy of the future we're going to talk about the Predators guy of the future here in a minute But Kachekov needs to be playing on an almost everyday basis. He needs to be the starter in a place he goes. And since you already have a starter, you need him to get the reps. So you put him in the AHL where he can start practically every night, continue to get the reps. That is how you're going to develop him into the monster Hall of Famer that he could be. That's my two cents on it, and I think a lot of you guys agree. I have seen a lot of the chatter on uh, message boards, on Hurricanes social media, on my social media. But what are your thoughts on that? Kane fans, what are your thoughts on the goalie situation in Carolina? Uh, hit us up, all those places I just mentioned that you could be a part of the show, and let us know what you think. Maybe we'll put up a poll. Maybe we'll do some stuff like that. But uh, looking forward to hearing from you guys on that. Speaking of the Nashville Predators, let's jump into the Predators. That, uh, they're kind of having a uh, a 500 January 2. They had four wins in a row to start the month. They've dropped the last three, which we are about to talk about. And uh, have a pretty interesting schedule coming up. So let's talk about the past week. I believe we had talked about this game before, but we will talk about it anyway. Uh, they won last Monday, three to nothing, in Ottawa. Your goals were Lawson, Philip Forsberg, and Roman Yossi. Juicy Soros with the thirty-eight save shutout. Always a good thing. Then they went up to Toronto to face the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs were able to top them two to one. Your long goal by Philip Forsberg. Soros with 35 saves in the losing effort. They go right next door to Montreal. It's a a far away next door. They lose that one four to three. It's another tough loss. Philip Forsberg continues to be on fire. He gets a goal. Nino Niederreiter with a goal. And uh, Parsonen with the third one there. And Yaroslav Askarov gets 31 saves in his NHL debut, or at least his season debut. I think he might have played before. I'm not sure. But he, uh, in his debut for this season, gets 31 saves in the uh, losing effort. That led us to Saturday night where the Predators hosted the Buffalo Sabres. They drop that one 5-3. to three. Lawson, Yossi, and Johansson all with the goals there. Soros with 28 saves in the losing effort. Upcoming schedule. They will host the Calgary Flames at 8 p.m. tomorrow night. Puck drop for that one. I think that's a winnable game. They will host Columbus. The Blue Jackets will be in town Tuesday. 8 p.m. puck drop. I believe that is, also a, that is also a winnable game. On Thursday, they will be in St. Louis to take on the Blues. 8 p.m. puck drop for that one. I think that is a winnable game. And they will host the LA Kings. Definitely a winnable game. 8 p.m. puck drop for that one. I think they should be able to win at least two of these games and maybe steal a point in overtime for the other. I actually, But they're all four winnable games. And now, to me, the way that this team is playing, the debate is all but over. It's, you're not blowing this team up. This team is at least a first-round qualifier, if not first-round winner. One, of, one of, yeah, they're, they're at least going to do that. There may be a couple moves from doing other things, like moving further on. Maybe those are moves that happen here soon. But you definitely want... Keep this team together, and you, for the most part, and you definitely want to build it based off what you have. You don't want to completely blow it up. Uh, One thing that we mentioned when I talked to Adrian is uh, is that recently I've had discussions and heard on uh, one of the Predators podcasts. Can't remember if it was the official one or if it was Gold Standard. I think it was the Predators official podcast. They talk about big, big moves in in the franchise history that uh, that altered a lot of things. Not just not just the Preds, but NHL landscape. And everybody remembers the PK Subban for Shea Weber. Shea Weber was the face of the franchise. Was the face of the franchise, and we traded him to Montreal, right, for PK Subban. And uh, that ended up getting both those teams to cup finals. They come up on the losing end of both, but that did get both teams to cup finals. So that altered the landscape a little bit. But people don't remember the Seth Jones trade before that. Seth Jones was a Predator. Many people do not remember that. But, uh, and like I said, we'll talk a little Seth Jones when we talk to Adrian later on, but those are defensive moves, and when defensive moves happen, a lot of people, they kind of go under the radar, but they can, they can actually impact bigger things. So, I think you guys are a couple moves away, and I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not hearing a single thing at the moment, no movement, no nothing. No interest. uh, They're keeping it all hush hush, keeping the cards up to the vest and away from mine. So, so that, like I said, I don't know of any moves coming up anytime soon, but, you know, I'm just setting you guys up for to get the player that you may need to push you over the top. It may cost you one you really like. And I just want to just throw that out there. And I, and I like I said, not suspecting anything, but you got to be prepared to give up something to get something. So uh, we'll see what the Predators end up doing. The Hurricanes continue to make a push. They're both right around 500. Uh, the Canes can, can actually deal with a, a little bit of a losing streak if they if they uh, absolutely just fell on a, a bad streak. But Nashville's got to pick it up so that they can so they can continue to do good things. Let's go to the Atlanta Gladiators. The Atlanta Gladiators of the ECHL, they play up the road in Duluth at the arena. You guys know which Serena it is. It's actually right around the corner, right across the street from uh, the Atlanta Ice Forum. where I was able to uh, see those game, uh, one of those games last week, uh, fantastic game, KSU versus Georgia Tech. Uh, the other one was the Atlanta Ice House. You guys know that. Uh, that's where Kennesaw plays their games. We'll talk about that uh, coming up a little later on. But the Gladiators, recently, as of Wednesday, they hosted the South Carolina Stingrays, came up a little short on that one 5-1 the lone goal was scored by Gabe Gertler who continues to just hammer the score sheet and Tyler Parks got 23 saves rather in the losing effort that led us to Friday's game where down in Jacksonville Atlanta was able to top the Iceman they just have their number this week or this this year, rather. They they love playing Savannah and they love playing Jacksonville. Win that one five to three. Where Kate Oliver started the scoring in the first, Reese Fatelli also in the first, Zach Yoder in the first. It's always nice when you go up three nothing in the first. Uh, Mike Pellic added one in the second, and Tyler Coburn with the dagger also in the second. They had a five to two lead going into the third, so. Uh, Fantastic work by the guys there. Parks with 36 saves in the victory led us to last night's game. It was the Stick It to Cancer game. There was, all right, let's just throw this out there. Yes, they normally every year paint the ice purple. This time, I don't know if it was the paint they were using or the ice service or whatever, but it was not mixing well In trying to paint it purple. Uh, it was causing unsafe conditions for anybody that was going to be skating on it, i.e. the referees and players. So they called the audible to say, you know what, we're going to do something different. Send us a picture or video. I think it was a picture. Of the person that you fight for or that you want to stick it to cancer for and we're gonna do a big video montage and it's gonna be fantastic and that's exactly what they did also they had those incredible jerseys they've done this before but incredible they're purple with the black trim and they've got the names of all the people that people submit that they fight you know they stick it to cancer for and that they fight and they stand for and that it's just really really awesome the way they do that and they raise a ton of money for cancer research and organizations to help people fighting it and you know our thoughts and prayers are out there for everybody Uh, we've all been impacted by somebody fighting cancer around you I've had some really close to me um really fortunate that they were able to beat it uh, but, uh, we, we all know people that, that, uh, have had rougher goes of it. So thoughts and prayers out to everybody out there battling, no matter what you're battling, whether it's cancer, whether it's anything, uh, just know you're not in alone. And we here at Impact Media and Board Check are, uh, right here to stand with you. Stand with you. To the game. Unfortunately, our guys fall a little short, five to four. Um... Neely added one in the first, so did Odin Tuftoe. He's, he's been a great pickup. Gabe Gertler had one in the second and the third that were just minutes apart, really. No, that was towards the end of the game. Uh, but they fall 5-4, to four, fall a little short. I guess Jacksonville's going to get us once, right? Uh, Tendek had 24 saves in the loss for that one. Upcoming games. Boy, right out of the gate. Do they have one? They got one tomorrow, Monday. It is the Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Join the Gladiators as they honor the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. for an afternoon matchup against the Jacksonville Icemen. I will be honest, calling it an afternoon game is a little bit of a stretch because it is at noon. Is <laughs> at 1230. That is morning for a lot of people. It's not morning for me. My day is long started before that. And most of you guys are as well, because I know we got some grinders that listen to the show. We appreciate you guys. You guys are on the. You guys are on the grinder lines of life, and we appreciate it. But uh, that is a special promotion tomorrow, twelve thirty. Puck drop. Jacksonville will be in town. Jacksonville versus Atlanta. That will be fun. Great tickets still available. If you go, you might see a lot of students, because a lot of schools organize trips sometimes during these games. These uh, early games, fantastic. Also on Wednesday, they will be in Orlando to take on the Solar Bears, 7 p.m. puck drop on that one. And on Saturday, they will be in South Carolina to take on the Stingrays, 6:05 puck drop in that one. The Stingrays must have an early bedtime. They moved that game to 6:05. Is what it is, right? Now to our KSU Owls. They went up to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt over the weekend, and uh, fell just a little short. It happens. They were uh, they fell. Let's get those scores. I had those scores up. I know great radio we have going here. There we go. Um, I believe they fell a little short in the first one, and I know they scored three goals in the second. I believe they lost... Let's see if we can find that real quick. There we go. Knew we had it. They lost on Saturday or on Friday, six to two. It was a real close battle, really was. And they lost eleven to three on Saturday. Um, but we will talk to Adrian about both those games. Uh, here in just a couple minutes and uh, I really like a lot of the things they're doing. They are doing some fantastic things. They are really putting some things together and he talks about the highs and lows of this season and I think he does a really good job of describing it. I think it's, it's one of the better ways I've heard describe it so far this year. But uh, that wraps up our team coverage this part of the show we're going to go to a quick break when we come back from the break we are going to hear from the captain of the ksu ice owls adrian pape fantastic young gentleman and uh, i think you guys are going to enjoy it but for now we're going to go to a break we'll be back right after this hey this is jeremy the impact dork from the impact media family of podcast betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis your Ice Owls from Kennesaw State. He is Adrian Pape. How are you, Adrian?
2: I'm doing well. How are you, Jamie?
1: I am doing pretty good, and you are
2: fresh off a trip
1: up to Vanderbilt where you guys come up just a little short, but you guys play with high intensity.
2: How did you think the games went? I think there were some ups and downs throughout. I think our highs were very high and our lows were very low. we just have to find a way of keeping the highs going and not having so much low.
1: But that's kind of life and hockey in general, right? Yes, sir. Now, you are a senior defenseman,
2: correct? Yes, sir.
1: Was defense always your first position, or was it just something you naturally gravitated to?
2: I've played defense since I started playing hockey, so I've always been in, in uh, on the defending side. I've played a couple games as forward, but it didn't feel as natural as defense. What do you like about being a defenseman? I feel like I have more control over starting plays that carry the length of the ice, and I just really like that, and I like being able to defend my team.
1: Although I got to see your shot in person quite a few times, uh, you, you got a pretty good shot coming off the blue line there.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. I've been working on it.
1: And I'm and I'm not just saying that because I was standing next to your dad when you did that, but uh, we both said it was it was a pretty incredible shot. Yeah, thank you. Um, at Kennesaw, you are are you still in sports management?
2: Yes, sir. Sports management major. What made you choose sports management? I just uh, have always wanted to have a career in something more active hands-on rather than sitting at a desk. And I feel with sports management, I hope to get inv- or involved with a professional team and do something at the arena or at least traveling and not just staying in one place, being pretty active. So that's just what I've always loved. And I've always loved sports as well. So I figured it'd be a, a good match.
1: Well, Kennesaw's got a good uh, sports management program. I remember that from uh, back in the day when I was there. Um. Also, you are a pretty avid golfer, and uh, once again, he'll get a couple more mentions this show, but uh, your dad says that you're at a spot where you can regularly beat him. What's that like?
2: Oh, it's good, because I started out, he's the one who got me into the game of golf, and so we started playing like maybe once a month when I was back in middle school, and then about two years ago, I picked up the game and started playing on my own just fell in love with it, started playing five days a week, pretty decent, and um, for the last year or so, I've been able to beat him every time we go out, and it's just, it feels good.
1: That is always good. I, I can't regularly beat my dad yet, and uh, I'm almost twice your age, so it, it must be nice. Uh, are there parallels between golf and hockey and things you can kind of
2: use one to help with the other? I wouldn't so much say as help. But hockey, the slap shot does somewhat affect my golf swing. It makes it a little worse because in <laughs> hockey, obviously, when you take a slap shot, you don't pull the stick back as far as you're pulling back a golf club. So whenever mm-hmm. I'm taking my golf swing after playing hockey for a while, I don't get a full extension of my backswing, and that that messes up me a little bit. But nothing too crazy. See, that's the first
1: time that somebody has not tried to make a parallel and actually said, one can kind of alter the other because, you know, baseball players say the same thing that baseball and, and golf is a completely different swing. You can't do both. But uh first time I've heard that a slap shot does that, but that, that actually makes a lot of sense.
2: Uh, yeah. I've heard, uh, I got a, Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I've got a couple of buddies who play baseball that I golf with and, and they struggle with the uh, hitting the golf ball, so that makes sense.
1: Now I know you're a sports management major, but uh, what is your fitness and nutrition like? Is that do you have a certain regimen being a, an athlete at Kennesaw, or is just kind of
2: uh, you can kind of free will what you want to do? I think I'm different than most, and I have a passion for uh, doing bodybuilding workouts as well as hmm. playing hockey. So I'm in the gym five six days a week and eating fairly strict meals and uh i just really love to train and try to better myself uh in the gym and that translates to the ice of course and not just doing bodybuilding building workouts i will also do like explosive workouts to help me on the ice
1: i could see that do you have uh some favorite lifts or favorite workouts
2: I got to say bench press, deadlift and squat are probably my three favorite lifts, but those are the basics that everybody loves. What are you squatting nowadays? Uh, I've been uh dialing it back lately to try to make sure my form is perfect and I haven't gone for one red max in a while, but last time I did a squat day, I was doing uh I did four sets of 10 with 265 on the bar just trying to proper form and proper depth and everything keep my body healthy.
1: Wow, that's uh that's a bunch of weight. That's that's impressive. Uh and then nutrition wise, do you have like a a go-to meal, not a cheap meal, but like a go-to meal that you just know it's
2: going to get the job done? I love just doing straight chicken breast and whatever green vegetable I can get in my hands on. Oh, Whether it's broccoli, green beans, Brussels sprouts, just straight grilled chicken and green beans probably is my go-to. I actually think that is what my wife is making for dinner
1: tonight. I'm looking forward to it as well. I love I love just the chicken green vegetable stuff. You wouldn't know it by looking at me, but but uh that's that's a good meal for sure. Uh I know as we as we said uh, uh beforehand, uh like I said, I've I mentioned him quite a few times, but I did spend an entire game standing next to him talking to him. But uh your dad actually lives right outside of Nashville. So are the predators your NHL team?
2: Yeah, the Predators are my NHL team. He's got season tickets, so whenever I can get up there and see a game, I love to.
1: And uh, you and the and the Mythos actually got to go to the stadium series a couple years ago. What was that like?
2: Oh, that was an amazing experience. It was just really cool to, to, to be at a game like that and uh, be lucky enough to have it in Nashville, which was pretty close. Not having to drive way up north to go see an outdoor game. But it was a really amazing experience.
1: Now I've always said for years I would love if we could if we could do one down this way. Obviously, the logistics and things like that, it it would be so impossible to predict the weather here in Georgia. But, you know, if they could get if and it would cost way more money than either one of the schools would do, but you know, if like Kennesaw and Georgia Tech got together or uh, you know, throw in U G A or, or or even South Carolina and did one in Kennesaw. You think they could pull that off?
2: I'm not sure if they'd be able, be able to pull it off, just because, like you said, Georgia's so inconsistent with the weather that you never know. One day it could be 20 degrees outside, the next it could be spot. You just never know whether it's going to cooperate or not. So, realistically, I don't see it ever happening.
1: Plus, it would have to if they did a football field, it would have to be one big enough. And and this is not a shot at Kennesaw's field, but I. Th- of the shorter ones, you would probably have to go to Georgia State or something to pull that off. But it's it's one of those fantasy dreams of a, of a southern hockey player that it'd be fun to see one down here. I just I agree with you. It, it would be so hard and so expensive to pull off, but uh, it'd be fun if they could do it.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Do you have a, a favorite player growing up or anything like that?
2: Growing up, I liked to I liked to watch uh, Seth Jones. He he wasn't, when I was young, young, I didn't watch him when I was super young, but recently, the last, like, eight years or so, I'm, I like to watch Seth Jones because he's also a defenseman. a similar build to me, and he's just solid all around, so I like to watch his playing style. The former Predator, Seth Jones. Yes, sir. A
1: lot of people don't remember him as a Predator, but uh, I, I got in a debate the other day about, uh, big trades the Predators have pulled off, and, and we all know about the uh, P.K. Subban, uh, Shea Weber one that shook both franchises but took both of them to cup finals. I was like, that Seth Jones deal was right before that one, and I think it was just as big.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Plus, as a defenseman, you probably enjoy seeing defensemen uh, you know, getting opportunities other places because everybody always talks about the scorers or the goalies moving, but those defensemen moves can be just
2: as big. Yeah, absolutely. Defense is the the heart of a team when it comes down to it. I agree. And we're
1: here with captain of the KSU Owls, Adrian Pate. Uh, Adrian, is there somebody that you model your game after? Is there a a professional out there or anything like that?
2: Not specifically one person. I just – I watch a lot of highlights of just NHL games in general, and whenever I see somebody making a good move, I remember to I make sure to note it and uh, try to incorporate it, whether it's in the next practice and and see if that works for me, and uh, possibly get good at it. But no, no one specific player.
1: And I would actually agree with that. As, as I got to see you up close two games in a row, and I've seen a lot of the highlights and things too. There wasn't uh, there wasn't one specific thing you did that I could point and say he got that from there he got that from there it's kind of the way I do things I I kind of pick and choose different things and mash them all together into a melting pot And it seems like that's the way your game is
2: yeah absolutely
1: uh let's see you have known your teammate Aaron Tisdale
2: for a good long while have you not yeah, I've known him. I believe he was on the first ever ice hockey team I played on back in 2008, maybe. Wow. You got any good Tisdale stories that you can tell
1: on, on uh, the show? Um,
2: nothing that's specifically that coming to mind. Just uh, – I got one. He used to – It was every practice, just about every practice. He used to wear an Air Force hockey shirt that said, rattle the glass to every single practice. So we'd Mm kind of take on him for that growing up. But (laughs) that's about all. And he didn't end up at Air Force, of course, since he's my teammate now.
1: Right. Yeah, uh, it it seems like everybody had a Tisdale story when I was uh, talking to some of you guys after the game. Uh, you are not only the captain of this team, but it seems like you are either a captain or alternate captain of most of the teams you have played for, including So, What was the Nationals experience all like?
2: Oh, it was amazing. I love getting up or getting the big tournaments like that and playing all kinds of different competition just to see how we stack up, not only as a team, but personally as well. And it's just it was just such an amazing experience. And then, as I said, you being a captain or alternate captain
1: on practically all the teams, uh, what does being the captain mean to you, and and what is it about leadership that you think uh, you you kind of showcase the best?
2: I'm I feel that I'm really good at just being there for people. I I've had a lot of people tell me that they feel safe coming to me, whether it's about hockey, about life, just anything. And I I just like to be there for all of my teammates and brothers and make sure that they know that I'm there for them. And I just want to be able to help them be the best person they can be, whether it's on or off the ice. And I feel that that's my best uh, characteristic as a captain.
1: I, I think that's that's very admirable admirable quality uh, for sure. Now, I got to throw this in because when uh, the first time I saw you on the ice, what are, what are you, like 6'2", 6'3"?
2: 6'4", without skates.
1: 6 pole without skates. Well, when you talk about super tall defensemen, uh, you probably know where I'm going with this. A little bit of your game, just a little bit, because you're not quite as vicious, thank goodness, but in a good way. Uh, you remind me of Zdeno Chara a little bit, and you kind of like
2: him a little bit here and there in the right light. Do you ever get those comparisons? Uh, not really. I think that might be the first time, actually, but Everybody knows Indeo, Chara is the biggest guy in the league forever. So I see where you're coming from there. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I just see, you know, you just towered above everybody. I'm like, my
1: goodness. And then, like, a couple plays you had, I was like, that reminds me of something Chara's done. I was like, he is, he is like, uh, I guess, since I call him the Charizard, I guess that makes you the Charmander or something, if for all our Pokemon fans <laughs> out there. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess.
2: I just had so. to throw
1: that in just had to throw that in. It could, I could be way off base with that, or uh, maybe I'm onto something. Maybe you pick up a new nickname soon. Could be. Uh, and then as we're finishing up with Adrian from KSU Hockey, uh, who are the teammates that you're hanging around the most? The ones that uh, you guys are always going and doing things.
2: Off the ice, I hang out with CJ Billish quite a bit, and then uh, a couple of the other guys uh Nick Febco Daniel Carter Essex uh we all go to the the dining hall on campus quite often and then uh me and CJ work out quite a bit together
1: and uh, what what kind of stuff are you guys doing outside of uh, eating and working out I mean you guys like to be outdoors or or you hitting the arcades or
2: we we'll get together sometime for bonfire at one of our teammates' house. We'll have bonfires, watch uh big sporting events, football games, stuff like that. That's cool. I I definitely like that you
1: guys do always that's one thing you find with, with hockey, but especially with good like good core based hockey teams is they like to hang out together. They actually enjoy being around each other as opposed to just showing up and skating together.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, and is there a teammate that just, whether it's in practice, whether it's off whether it's during a game, is there a teammate pushes you and, and just pushes you as hard as he can to, to either be better or to just take control? I would
2: say uh, probably Essex Moser. He he really pushes me on the ice, especially in battle drills. When it's one-on-one, he, he gets a little extra feisty whenever it's him and I going one-on-one, and I really appreciate him doing that to, to push me and push himself in growth. It's it's really fun to compete with him in practice. I could definitely see
1: that. I, you could definitely see that, that matchup. And he does that to the other team, too. He pushes them quite a bit.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, I guess lastly, uh, uh, as I can finally speak, Adrian, what would be your message to the KSU faithful out there and also the the uh, whether they're hockey fans or not, the people that may not have gotten the chance to check you guys out. What is your message to them about what KSU hockey is all about? I would say
2: we're just a really solid program. We're we're still on the come up. We're growing bigger and bigger each year. We're just trying to build the program and leave a legacy behind with uh KSU ice hockey and and spread the word because not a lot of people know that we have a hockey team here at KSU. And my goal by the end of uh, my time playing hockey there is just to make as many people aware as possible about the games and open their eyes to the sport of hockey because a lot of people down here in the South have never seen it before and never experienced this amazing game. I definitely agree with that,
1: and that's part of our mission here at, at BoardCheck as well, is to just get more people into the game of hockey and to also to check out all the local teams, all the local colleges, uh, including you guys and uh, everybody else. So, Adrian, it's been great getting the chance to talk with you. appreciate you being on the show, and we will see you down the road.
2: Sounds good. Thanks for having me.
0: The whistle blows and the puck goes down the ice The goalie jumps and the player pop.